My name is Nancy Deitch, and I'm the CEO of Avenir Wellness Solutions, which is the parent company of Sarah Labs. What I love about beauty is that it gives you confidence. It makes you look good, feel good. So it gives you an inner beauty, which is so important for your confidence. New York City. You're listening to Beauty is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Hi, welcome to Beauty is Your Business. I'm your host, April Franzino, and I'm so excited to be here with you today, Nancy. You have such an amazing story, which I've gotten to hear a little bit of, and I'm excited to deep dive into it a little bit more. Kind of rewind us to the beginning. You were part of the wellness movement before it was even really a movement. So how did that begin and how did it bring you where you are today? It's really interesting that you say that about, and it is true, I was part of a wellness movement before anybody even knew the word wellness existed. And it really started with the deaths of my younger brother and sister back in the late, when my brother passed away it's in 1979 and my sister in 1991, both in their 20s, of a sudden cardiac death arrhythmia. And uh, they both died in their sleep at such young ages. And I was told that I needed to take really good care of myself and I could never have a facelift. I could never do anything to improve the aging process. And so I was always on a journey to figure out how I was going to survive because I had the same heart condition we found out after genetic testing at a later time and, and all of the science kind of caught up to where the diseases were, right? So I've been on this journey since 1979 to take better care of myself, to exercise, to create products that were healthy for you. And that's how I got into the health, wellness, and and beauty industry, because I really am a big believer that you really need to take care of yourself from the inside and the outside. It's really important. And for me, it was a matter of life and death. How do I do that? And how do I survive in a corporate environment where everybody's so much younger than I am and really get the respect? I have to live the life if I'm going to, you know, create products with my team that are going to make you feel better, look better, be a better person, give you the confidence that you need to get through. And so... I always have been on lookout for that magic fountain of youth, those magical ingredients that will capture what you need to do without having surgery, without, you know, going through any major issues in life and, and knock on wood, let me find some wood here. (laughs) I have been very healthy. In fact, I'm one of the few people I know who never got COVID. Uh, Wow. (laughs) I have a great immune system and I do everything I can within my means to use all the products we create on the test market for everything. If I like it and it works, you know, we go to the next step, but it was really started because of tragedy. Wow. That's an incredible story. And where exactly did you begin in your career? What was kind of the trajectory that got you where you were today? 
Well, I don't think you have an hour, so <laughs> I'll, try it. I'll try to consolidate it into a couple different areas. I started my career in Philadelphia. That's where I grew up at. But I started working for a modeling agency and rose through the ranks really quickly to be the director of the agency. I even I even was a judge in the Miss Pennsylvania pageant. <laughs> I can't tell you what year. I'll have to kill you. <laughs> Then it'll show my age. But then I came to California a couple years later and started working for a beauty company that was owned by Jack LaLanne. It was really interesting. We had concessions and all Jack LaLanne Health Spa. And that's where I started to work out and started to take really good care of myself and take vitamins and started learning about the science behind, you know, all these different great products that I could create. So I went down that path. And then I got into the direct response world after I did a stint in retail. And what I loved in the direct response world, and this was back in the mid nineties, was really not just creating the field of dreams and people come to it, but getting people to go there and really understanding what the customer's needs are and what's important about a brand. And when people ask me, what is your brand about? Really the right answer is, that the brand is about the customers and their satisfaction with the results that they get from the products that we, you know, supply them. And that's where I learned about the magic of the messaging and how that messaging with great products. And if you don't have great products, you will not get repeat business, right? So people say to me, well, you know, I went to a manufacturer and I got off the shelf products and I said, well, how does it work? What's the science behind it? And they say, well, I don't know. All I know is that the stuff sells. And I go, well, I don't think you'll get more than one order <laughs> from anybody. And the whole goal is to keep a customer and keep them for life. Right. That's so true. So obviously you got into the direct sales and then how did you end up making the transition into being a CEO? So I think you took a break at some point and then you kind of launched back into your career. So how did that transition happen? Well, I started a company in 2001. What a great year to start it. A month before the uh, Twin Towers went down, right? Actually, our first project we were launching was on 9-11. <laughs> you know, it was just like, oh my God. And we had bought, in those days, there was no internet, really. There was no transactional marketing online. And so we bought TV. It was for a beauty product called Perfect Lift. And we had bought TV time. I think we had bought like $25,000 for TV time. And for that week, starting on 9-11 and Marianne, who still works for me and is my VP of brand operations, she and I were the only two people that came into the office in a daze. You know, you were in a coma that day. And for those of you out there who remember that day vividly, and I remember we looked at each other and this is such an interesting part of why beauty is so important and why in a really bad recessionary or bad economic times, beauty still survives. We looked at each other and knew we weren't going to get any clearance that week at all. And we said, we just have to go shopping. We need to get out of this office because nobody was coming in anyway. And we were in shock and we were crying and we looked at each other and our office was in West LA and it was 10 minutes to go to Neiman Marcus. And we said, let's go to Neiman Marcus. And we went to Neiman Marcus and bought candles and we bought lipstick. I'm not kidding you. We bought mascara and we bought skincare products. And 
we went and had lunch and it made you feel better. You were buying soothing products to make yourself feel better on a day that was one of the worst days of the United States history, right? And I always remember thinking that there were thousands of women that day in the store because there was no, like I said, there was no online shopping. So there was nothing else you could do. And they were all buying the same exact products we were buying. And I remember looking and saying to Mary, and let's put this in the back of our head for the future to know that when we finally get products that we are really proud of, because this was more at the beginning time period. And, and, and she and I, we kind of looked at each other like when we developed Serotopical Revolution and with the science behind it and plant-based ingredients and said, wow, we really have really come full circle to where we talked about that day on 9-11. It was really interesting. And, and I took that company. We survived, thank you. And <laughs> we grew that to a $200 million a year company and sold it. And we did all health, wellness, fitness, beauty products, and, and some household products, all things to make your life better. We were one of the first companies out there to uh, actually try the internet and, and build websites for ourselves and sell online. And I remember in like 2003, 2004, we did about 5% of our business online. In 2006, we did about 35% of our business online. And now we do like 95% of our business online because <laughs> we do believe in integrated marketing strategies for all of our products. But it's funny how, you know, the internet and transactional direct-to-consumer response uh, advertising legitimized TV, radio, and all other direct response, accountable advertising formats. And then I did take a break after I sold that company. And I just invested in different projects and realized that I was never going to be that girl who has lunch with the girlfriends. You know, I was always going to be that workaholic. And so I started Sarah Labs in the summer of 2018. And we were off to the races. And, you know, we started with great products and skincare and wellness and and then we evolved into, we started selling CVS and Bed Bath and & Beyond and, and a number of UNFI and a number of retailers in this country. And I realized I wanted to create something better. And so I sold my company for $20 million. We were only in business for two years to a pharmaceutical company. And I stayed on to run the company. And in August of actually in the end of July of 2022, I became the CEO of the public company. And the parent company whose name is Avenir Wellness Solutions. And that's where we are today and we're growing. And some of the products that we've created are just doing amazing. We're making the culmination, I believe, of all the things I've ever done in my career are coming together now. It's incredible. And I'm so curious to rewind back a little bit to your first company. With that company, what were some of the biggest challenges and that you faced and things that you've taken with you into your role at this new company the past few years? I did have a company earlier, but we were a distributor and, and it was a little bit different. I sold that company when my son turned two and I felt like I wasn't giving him the time I gave his sisters. So I decided to sell my business. And, and that's when my sister was pregnant and the one who passed away. And Thank God I took that time to spend with her because, you know, five months after her son was born, she passed away. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, from the heart condition, but which we just didn't know what it was. But anyway, 
What I learned, I'll tell you what's really interesting. Somebody else asked me that question the other day and the evolution of a female CEO. <laughs> and you have to really work your way. You used to have to crawl your way to earn respect. I think it's one of the reasons, I mean, it's one of the reasons that a lot of women are attracted to wellness and beauty because women get a lot more respect in that industry. I love when I go to get a lip gloss color and they say, oh, we stopped making it. And I said, is that because there's men running that company and they don't understand what women want? You know, where's Nancy Myers and her, what women want? <laughs> right, exactly. And it's so important. Yeah. Don't you ask women what they want? So I think that uh, it was a lot harder to climb up the ladder. I think breaking glass ceilings was something that my generation of females, I really helped for this next generation of females. I've always been a big mentor for a lot of the younger girls that have worked for me. I feel that it's really important. And I tell everybody, get a mentor, get a female mentor who's been through the ups and downs. Know that as a female, we do get emotional when we fail and we, you will fail. I mean, it's just going to happen to you. Right. And, and the difference is how you behave and how you deal with that failure and how you can turn that failure into a winning moment and opportunity that you look at as a life lesson, never to repeat again. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so through that process of obviously, I guess, building your second business and then selling it, you mentioned that obviously the online sales had grown during that time. Was there a conscious effort made in your new company to focus more on online sales versus retail? I'm a big believer in integrative marketing and utilizing multiple channels because in today's environment, it used to be that you needed to see something one to three times as an impression, right? You needed one to three impressions before you took an action. Now, an action doesn't mean you purchased something. An action could be you went to a site or you called an 800 number back in the old days. You looked at the newspaper in the old, old days and, you know, and read it, or you are reading a newsletter today or an email or an online magazine today. And you used to be able to look at something one to three times and say, I'm sold. I'm going to make a purchase. Then it became that there was five to seven times that you needed to have an impression for somebody to say, you know what, I'm going to take a look at this, right? Then there was, well, you had to have a lot of reviews. And then what happens is you learn that your competitors write terrible reviews and there's nothing you can do about it, you know, because then there's these companies that come along and they charge you $1,000 to get rid of a bad review, right? So, and then those people just go back and rewrite it again, right? And so I think they own the companies that write the bad review <laughs> to get rid of the bad reviews. And then it became nine times, right? So I am a big believer. If you hear something on the radio, you see something on TV, you watch any ad on Facebook or Meta or Google or wherever, you are going to, I've seen it, I've heard it, so it's probably good, right? You see that influencers, because today influencers aren't sales tools, they're trust tools, right? So people have to look at them as trust. So we, so we do UGCs, we have influencers, we do TV, we do radio, we do digital. We are a big believer in utilizing the press. Hence the fact that you and I've had conversations, you know, before. And we find that utilizing the press, such as Good Housekeeping or Prevention Magazine, Honestly, Prevention Magazine has been one of our better tools for getting great sales. I'm so happy to hear it. 
Yeah, from great articles that have been written about our company in style, Harper's Bazaar. And so what's great about those is that people trust those publications. They know you're not going to write about a company that they never heard of before if there wasn't something special about the company. So having Nicole Kidman as our global brand ambassador and our strategic partner, and we're going to expand in the celebrity world with other celebrities as well, but it's really given us a lot of credibility and trust factors, which allow people to make purchases for us. But when they see a Nicole Kidman in a prevention or see Nicole Kidman in a in style or a Harper's Bazaar touting our products, it's a double trust, right? Then they see an influencer, then they see something on, you know, they hear it on the radio on the way to work and they see ads and videos with Nicole and some of the influencers with the products. And I think that, I think people will end up making their purchases through Amazon or just your website. But I do believe that you have to give them different entry points kind of. Yeah, triggers, right? There's different Mm -hmm. triggers and entry points. I like that better that they utilize to make the decision, I'm going to give this a try. And our pricing we did on purpose is so reasonable, right? Like we made sure that every single product was affordable for everything and for everybody, including our new DNA complex, which finally, finally, we're going to have in nine days, (laughs) counting the days. Congratulations. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, I heard the story from you directly, which is really interesting about the relationship with Nicole Kidman and how that came to be. Because obviously for a lot of brands, having a celebrity of that caliber that will you know, represent your products is kind of like the dream and it's not always easy to make that happen. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, thank God for my son and his school he went to with all the connections. Yes. <laughs> so it just so happens that Nicole is a client of CAA, you know, which is her agency. And she was speaking with them. And it just so happens one of the agents that was on the phone was a young guy. And she says, you know, and they were talking about our company and they were talking about, you know, our pain cream and, and some of the other products that we had. And she says, oh, I'd love to talk to them. And Adam started laughing and he said, well, it just so happens that I know the owner, the founder of the company, and I've known her since I'm five years old. He said, her son's one of my closest friends. Wow. Talk about a great connection. I know. I know. So he called me and he says, would you be interested in talking to Nicole Kidman? And I said, I can't afford Nicole Kidman. And he says, yeah, I think so. She really wants to be a strategic partner. She really wants to be a participant in the business. And so I said, wow, that's great. And the next day, Nick and I spoke and we spoke for a few hours on the phone. We had a great conversation and we started a relationship and she's been wonderful and she's beautiful and and kind and smart. So smart. When she does questions and answers for like magazines, she does not allow anybody else to answer those questions, but her. She does everything herself, which is great. That's impressive and very rare, <laughs> as we all know. Yep, I'm sure you know that it's rare. So when she's on set, which she's probably one of the hardest working actors in, in, the, in the world, she because she's always on set, they send her the questions and she writes the answers. She, I mean, it's really amazing. So it does take us 
a long time. And everybody from my PR firm knows how frustrating it is because it takes her a longer time. So sometimes deadlines don't really work that well with her. She's in the mode, you know, she's in her acting mode, right? So it has to be when she's relaxing and not in her acting mode. (laughs) Right. That totally makes sense. Wow. What an incredible, you know, partnership that is to have. And I'm curious too, as you have launched this totally new company in the past couple of years through COVID, which obviously is a challenging time. And then you've made the transition um, to obviously you were, you brokered a deal to be, you know, sold to another company and then you ascended to CEO. So how did that all happen? Because that is a lot to have accomplished in just a few years. You know, April, it's so interesting you say that for me, it was pretty organic the gentleman who was the CEO of the public company, who's now the chairman of the board of, of the company, and it was a pharmaceutical company. He is brilliant. Um, I love this man. He's a genius. He is one of the best scientists I ever met. He he comes up with these crazy ideas and then he, he turns them into reality, right? And then they work. And he invented Zycam. He was the inventor of chloroseptic strips. I mean, he has teams of formula, you know, he's a team of formulators working with him. And he has over 50 patents in his name. And the reason I even did this deal was because of him. And because I thought that, wow, if I could have a science team who actually understands science and natural ingredients behind this company, I could turn these products into world-class products like nobody else has. So the fact that we can, instead of just talking the talk, you know, which a lot of people do, um, we could actually walk the walk and come and really take science and nature, combine them for something that is really spectacular and special, which is what we have done. And, um, and we're going to continue to do, but, you know, he just, you know, he was great, but, he really wants to be in the, in the scientific role. That's what he loves. So when the company was growing and they needed more capital after they purchased us, the board asked a consulting company to come in and, and make recommendations and on what to do. And, and one of the recommendations was Nancy and her team are great operators. They should be running this company. So it was just pretty organic and he was happy. And <laughs> that's incredible. That's a testament to, you know, your skill building the building the company. Wow. Well, I'll tell you, when we sold the company, we just sold um the pharmaceutical side in July and for $20 million. So which gave us capital in this company to grow. Name of the company was Cure Pharmaceutical. And I said, wait a second, we're a wellness and beauty company. So I changed it to Avenir Wellness Solutions, which means the future of wellness solutions, because we're still a broad platform, the corporate entity is still a broad platform technology company that creates and develops new and exciting delivery systems and new ingredients for wellness products. So that's really who we are. And then there are own proprietary products. I mean, we have 15 patents right now and in the process of filing three more on our new DNA complex. That's incredible. Very, very impressive. And such a short period of time too. Well, for you, it sounds like a short period of time. <laughs> it seems long to you, I'm sure. Lots of sleepless nights. <laughs> yes. I'm just curious too, what would your advice be to people starting their own beauty businesses, wellness businesses, and making the connections 
like the ones that you've made that enable you to have these really strong partnerships, to advance your companies and grow them, to be able to come up with products that you get patents on and technologies and those type of things. How do you kind of make those connections when you know, you're kind of starting from scratch <laughs> in a lot of cases? Well, I'll tell you what I am a big believer in. I was very fortunate to have two great mentors and in business. And I did not meet those mentors until I was 40 years old. So I kind of was like grabbing and, you know, using my gut instinct along the way and was very fortunate. But trust me, I had a lot of downtimes too. So it's looking at those downtimes and, you know, you consider failures. They're not failures. They're just learning moments. They, and look, th look at them as gold nuggets, right? But to get to the diamond, to get to the winning position, I believe that if somebody's starting their own business, they should make sure that they have already done an internship for paid, a paid internship in companies where there are mentors that can be really, that their belief system is mentoring these young people. I'm thrilled when somebody does better than me. I always hire people, I hire to my weaknesses. I know what my strengths are and I know what my weak points are. And so every single person I hire really is a hire to make the company look better because they will do something that I can't do, like my IT. <laughs> but uh, I just really believe that is really good advice. The other advice I give people is never quit. Figure out ways to pivot because the only way you lose is if you quit and you've got to have money. Unfortunately, in today's environment, you can't do it without money. If you're undercapitalized, it will never work. I know people that have said to me, oh, I have my last thousand dollars. I spent all my money on inventory. And I'm like, you're better off spending all your money on marketing and, and a little tiny bit on inventory <laughs> to see whether you have a market to begin with. Because it's easier to raise money when it's growth money and you have sales, but you can't fulfill the orders than it is to have the inventory, but you can't let people, as I said earlier, know that you're there. Right. That's so true. It's like the chicken or the egg. <laughs> so I believe that it's really important, never quit, pivot, evolve, and learn. Always learn. Go to seminars, do webinars, make sure you, like I said, you have a mentor, right? I had a girl who worked for me for eight and a half years. She was the best project manager I've ever had. She's amazing. And she had to leave to, after eight and a half years to learn from some, from new people. And she was young and, you know, and I, I applaud people who leave to better and improve themselves. Right. I love that. Such great advice. And so I'm curious, where do you see the company going in the future? What are your goals? What's in the pipeline for you? Obviously there's a lot brewing. So my goal is to create new innovative products that really give results and make a solution that nobody's ever seen before. So our newest launch, DNA Complex, which I'll send you a sample of, I should get them today. Yay! <laughs> but what's great about this product is when Rob said to me a year ago, he goes, you know, I've been working on this deep nano delivery system. And I said, what for? And he said, well, it'll really work into the deeper upper dermal layers of the skin. And so it'll work from the from within out as opposed to out in. 
So I said, well, what will it do? And he says, well, you asked me to help develop a product that would, you know, really help remove the lines and wrinkles temporarily, you know, around your eyes and under your eyes. And um, this one will do it within two minutes. And we worked for a year to make sure there was no white film or cement, which we've ta- we talked about uh, on your face. And then he said, because of the deep nano active ingredients, the technology in the product, he said, after long-term use and continued use, you will see long-term results. So it was 60 iterations before we got the product to really do what we wanted it to do. And then, of course, trying to get raw ingredients was crazy. So we did our first launch with this product with Nicole and her makeup artist, Kelsey Denahan at the Oscars. We got photos of Nicole using the product. Kelsey did some great interviews for us. So we started to see great online traction immediately. And then a lot of pubs picked up on it, you know, which was great. Like I said, press is my favorite place to, to get advertising. And then what I did was my head of digital marketing, she's really a brilliant girl. And we did a section on skim, the skim, for those who don't know, the skim is the largest beauty newsletter out there. And they have 7 million subscribers. They'll feature three different products. And, and we were their number one product for March. And uh, we did DNA. And I came in the morning and I looked at my emails and I said, this was at six in the morning. How did I, where did a hundred orders come from? <laughs> it was like, it was the great ding factor, you know, first thing in the morning. Like, And so we, we had set it up as a pre-sale knowing we weren't going to have product for, you know, three or four weeks. And so we're right on the edge of that fourth week. So we'll be shipping on April 17th. So I'm really excited about that. That's amazing. Wow. I can't wait to check it out too. I know. And so we're going to create new products like that. And we've got a couple others in the in the fire. So we're pretty excited about it. Fantastic. And one last question before we wrap up. Obviously, now the skincare market is more crowded than it ever has been in history. And how do you feel like brands can distinguish and help their products stand out in the market? Obviously, you mentioned kind of being in all different places and having different entry points. I feel like you talked about technology and that type of thing. Do you really feel like that's the way? Is it like the results that keep people coming back? Is it the technology that stands out? Or is it something else or a mix of things? All those things. So let me tell you what we always have told people our differentiation strong points are. Our packaging is really beautiful. If you go to our site, Sarah Labs Health, S-E-R-A Labs Health.com, you'll see a DNA complex, you'll see serotopical revolution, you'll see our anti-aging products, and you'll see our wellness products, which we haven't even talked about today, our NutriStrip products. But you'll see that we actually, you know, make the products look beautiful. I think affordability is really important today. I think, you know, we have a bipolar market uh, because we have an older anti-aging generation of people because of Nicole that buy our products. But because we have so many younger UGC and influencers, we have a younger generation that's buying it. And also they can afford $29 to $39 products, right? The DNA complex is going to be a little more expensive than that. But, uh, you know, I do think that, you know, if you want to look great for your date or great for your interview or for whatever you're doing in life, you know, that people will pay that money for something that is going to make them look younger. But I also think that a lot of the younger generation 
takes better care of their skin than my generation did when we were in our 20s, right? I did all the time, but but most of my friends were still using soap until I would yell at them and convince them not to. I think having Nicole and having a big celebrity who is not selling a hundred products out there really adds credibility to it. Um, but mostly I think it's because the results that people get from using the products and the reviews that we have. And I think that uh, we carefully utilize PR and sales together. And I just think it's the integration of the marketing that really sets you apart. I see thousands of new products online every day. And cause I get hit by every beauty product online and I know we're different and I know we're unique. And, you know, my goal is to grow this company to be a behemoth brand and that's where I'm going. And we're not going to stop until that happens. Wow. So inspiring and incredible. Congratulations on all of your success for decades. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody it's decades, April. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you wouldn't be able to tell. That's for sure. And how can our listeners connect with you online, on your website, social media, LinkedIn, whatever you prefer? You know, we have our main website, as I said before, is Sarah, S-E-R-A, labshealth.com. So you can go there to look at the products and purchase. I always want everybody to purchase and feel good about it. We have a Avenir. Our corporate site is A-V-E-N-I-R wellness.com. And we are on Instagram at Sarah Topical. I believe that's our Twitter handle, as well as our Facebook is Sarah Topical. It's cached on my computer, so that's all I know. But I gave you all the <laughs> but I gave you all the right ones because I had to go to my social media team and ask that. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Nancy, for your time. We really appreciate your sharing your story and all of your great advice. Thank you to everyone for listening. Check back soon for another great guest. I'm April Franzino, and this is Beauty Is Your Business. This has been Beauty Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening.